What's up, Dunwoody? This is the show that's all about Dunwoody. My name is Matt Weber. I'm a realtor with eXp Realty. I help families buy and sell their home in the Dunwoody area. And I'd love to be your consultant and show you how to buy a home in this complicated market. Um, It's super tough out there for buyers right now. But on the contrary, it's extremely easy to sell your home in this market. There's uh, listings they're selling for over asking price with multiple offers. But be sure to not leave money on the table. Most agents market your home by putting a sign in your yard and getting it up on the MLS, which eventually aggregates out to Realtor.com and Zillow. But that's where I really shine. Using What's Up Done With You, I can put your listing in front of more eyeballs immediately. You're, um, if you're expecting offers in the first couple days, you want as many people as possible to see your home. The uh, worst thing for sellers is to accept an offer right before a handful of better offers come in. So if you or somebody that you know has been looking for an agent that you can trust, give me a call, 404-502-8683. My co-host is Justin Dyke. Justin is the founder of PoolDues.com, a back-end billing and reservation software platform for your neighborhood swim and tennis club. He started his company a few years back, um, helping club volunteers streamline their websites and payment processing. And then the pandemic hit last year, and Justin pivoted his business into reservation software, where you can save your favorite table and chairs at the pool. This allowed time for proper cleaning protocols and even contact tracing for small communities, uh, something that clubs all over the country were looking for immediately. Now he's back at it, getting ready for summer 2021, where everybody is ready to get back outside and gather with neighbors. The show is brought to you by Dr. Brett Friedman of Village Orthodontics. Dr. Brett saw my third grader, Micah, this week. Um, turns out he does not need braces for a while, which is nice to hear. Brett is very proud of his reputation around town for not forcing braces on everybody that walks through his doors. He's very conscious to treat every patient differently and fit their exact needs, and not every kid needs braces. So when you are in need of orthodontic care, Village Orthodontics is the place to go. Today's show is an interview back from January. Uh, we do talk a little bit about COVID, so I thought I'd you know throw that disclaimer out here to explain. So back in December, a writer from the Dunwoody Crier reached out to us about our holiday lights map that Justin created. It's basically a group of Google Maps that lead you through Dunwoody's best neighborhoods for lights, um, one of our more popular pages on the website. And while it was cool to get our first front page article in the Crier, it was even better to connect with our new friend, Kathy Cobbs. Kathy is a freelance writer from the Crier. She raised her family here, and then she moved away, and is now back in Dunwoody and back with the Crier. So without further ado, here's our conversation with writer Kathy Cobbs. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. We're here with Kathy Cobbs. You're a writer for the Dunwoody Crier, and you covered us uh, regarding the the holiday decoration map that... uh, could probably use a 2021 update now. Let's You're good at way. not saying Christmas map. I keep saying Christmas map. Do you map, see a Christmas? Those yeah. are not all Christmas decorations. No, they're not. Yeah. Many are non-religious lit up houses. Blue lights. Blue lights. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for somehow putting us on the front page. Oh, Did you, that was Do you fun. think we were deserved front page? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I've had so many people say thank you because really? they've been looking for COVID-friendly activities of driving around safely, and they thought the map was awesome. Cool. Which is funny because I couldn't actually drive around the first two weeks because my wife had COVID at the time. So I was like, well, I can't like really go explore. And then the first night I did go to try to explore, I went to Huntley Hills, and it was really not too good. Like, so Dunway does it up, Shambly. Yeah, yeah. We got excited seeing a jogger with like reflective light on. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, kids. Oh, never mind. Well, I felt bad asking you to do like a, you know, 
I guess, revisit the same site before. Uh, but everybody just kept asking about yeah. it. And I know you're not big in those groups, but everybody in those groups were just begging for that map. So well, we'll we'll figure out something better next year. I, there needs to be like a self-reporting system, yeah. and then like that, that maps it. I don't know. I've, now I'm giving it thought that making it too big of an idea maybe. well but. maybe going through a review maybe you can get a committee yes yeah. so this is worthy of the map yeah <laughs> maybe not but maybe we get one jewish light specialist yes. we can get ziffer to, to be yeah. in charge of that go around and find all the blue lights i like it i like it <laughs> well but but redfield does have some sort of committee or something like that because they actually had put signs out that say this was the winner of or yeah. or even like uh well, we have that too in Dudley north you do mm-hmm. oh okay yeah we have a competition yeah. every year yeah. You get a lifetime achievement award, which means sadly you can't win again. Oh, is so, that? So, yep, yep, in Redfield. That's true. In Redfield. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one house would win almost every single time. Yeah. That one you told me about. That's uh, just amazing with the radio station. So cool. eventually, you had to change the rules. I yeah, they did. Like okay, you won enough. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I don't think it stops them from piling on. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. There's there's the, the the pile-on houses, right, where it's just like it's eye candy for the kids. You've got every franchise with Snoopy hanging out with the Grinch, all that stuff. But then you just see those, like, houses that are really well-decorated. They're not even – they're not trying to go overboard. But you go, oh, like, I wish I could make a bigger deal out of this one house, you know, because it's a little maybe, like, underappreciated. So, well, yeah, we got to really think about it, you know. What about businesses in the community? There's Ooh. that one on um... – Mount Vernon, that church on Mount Vernon with the colored lights hanging from yes. the trees. That one's a good one. I think that's St. Luke's. I think it is, too. Across from Or it's them. the one next to St. Luke's. Yeah. There's yeah. two of them there. I always get them confused. There, St. Saint Luke's has the house across the street that has the stars that are, like, pulled up into the Those the are great. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Oh, I wondered how they did that. I, I mean, I'm assuming that's how they do it. <laughs> yeah, send a kid never, up there yeah. with a rope. Come on. Like, what happens if the rope falls, like, you oh, know, in God. summer? What does he do to, like, sling it back up? Can we get personal for a second? Are yeah. you colored lights or are you white lights? I'm a colored lights kind of gal. Yeah. Um, but I think your lights are ugly. There, I said it. I'm an all-white guy. Racist. Thank you. Oh, well. All white. <laughs> Didn't mean it that way. Yeah, take but that yeah, the wrong way. All of our way. lights are always white. And Sasha tries to get me to put up colored lights every year. I'm like, nope, not doing it. You can put wreaths. Do whatever other colors you want, but I'm a, a white lights type of guy. That's classy. Yeah. And she wanted sparkly lights. She wanted, like, the twinkling ones this year. And I wasn't even really down with that. But, you know, you got to make exceptions. Yeah. Every once in a while, you got to just give in. Soon your kids will be old enough where you never get anything you want. Yeah. So just FYI, enjoy it. Well, maybe they'll be old enough to put up their own lights at that point. (laughs) Buy your own house. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Uh, Well, I guess we could talk about you at this point. (laughs) This is so much more interesting talking about you. Um, so I guess just give us your backstory. You lived here for a long time and then you left. We and moved came back. here when I was <laughs> pregnant with my daughter um, many years ago. She's now a grown adult with her own white lights, and she's a fan of that. Yeah. Um, so smart I'm, girl. She's smart. Yep. She's a nurse in Knoxville. But I moved here when um, I was just about to have her in January of uh, 1993. So raised her, found this community to be so embracing. It was really interesting. I joined a bunch of organizations just out of, just met friends and joined this, joined Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, what was Twigs before. And then I started working um, on the PTA at Austin Elementary. 
and how. So you didn't live here at that point. No, you were talking about Old Spring House. Uh, no, yeah, we lived here while she was little. Then we moved to Winter Creek. Okay. Um, bought a house in Winter Creek, had a little uh, detour into Sandy Springs, but then found a great house in Winter Creek. And nice neighborhood. moved in, yeah, nice, right on a cul-de-sac. And that was just like instant family. I don't think I've ever experienced anything that um, just friendly, you know, cul-de-sacs parties and everybody bring your cozy coop and we're going to have a cocktail hour. And it was just, it was great. So then she started going to Austin and uh, they had a little protest about a traffic light. So I joined into the protest because they, the Department of Education said if a children, if any children get killed at an intersection, they automatically get a traffic light in front of the school. Which seemed ridiculous. You didn't want to sacrifice one no, kid for that? No, I thought about it, but I only got one. So okay. anyway. Where was this traffic light? It was going right to be in right front in front of the, of the school. school. Okay. So we had a protest, and Dick Williams, who was the editor of the crier at the time and the owner, came and said, um, um, "Any, who wrote this press release, which I had written? And he said, uh, come and work for me. And that's when it started. So I started freelancing for him shortly after that and like, did that. Who is this loud troublemaker? Yes. And I will you work her. for me yeah. for $50? He was, just, he was just recruiting. He didn't care about the he traffic was. light. He was. He didn't. He, we actually, he was so late that um, we had to start the protest over again. But that's the thing about Dick Williams. We used to call it Dick time, which was always 45 minutes later than uh, when actually things started. Yeah. So started working for him, and then I became the managing editor when uh, probably when my daughter was like in sixth grade, and I did it through 2011, and then had moved to Columbia, South Carolina for a job, and had to stop working for him. And um, I missed Dunwoody. I really, yeah. really did. So 12 years after we moved, I moved back. Um, and started freelancing for the crier. And it's it's been kind of life-changing, other than changing towns, careers, marriage status, and um, homes. Yeah, was it is it different not having Dick there? A, a dickless crier? Is yeah, it a little different? It, you know what? <laughs> Wasn't supposed to come out that way. Let's go back to Dick time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's another one. You didn't even break on that. I was about to. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, it's different. Dick was, it, he's a community guy. Um, he really had his um, finger on the pulse in a lot of ways. He was not only an editor, but a reporter. So he covered Dunwoody Homeowners Association, the beginning of the city. And Appen Media is great. But they also have five, four other newspapers that they have to do things for. So Dunwoody. He's not a Dunwoody guy. Good guy, but he's not, right, you know. Right, right. Yeah, they live, they're Alpharetta, Milton, Forsyth. So I think one of the reasons they hired me is because I live here and uh, I just kind of know what's going on. So they're very you receptive. You knew the paper from before. So right. that's, I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. And I know, didn't they keep, when they when they bought the paper, didn't they keep the other guy? What was the other guy's name? Yeah, the Jim second in command? Yeah. The, he was, he's the advertising manager, yes. And Donna Stevens, she's still there doing classifieds. Um, it's always important when you buy a business to, to keep the people that know what they're doing. Absolutely. You don't want to change it too much. Right, exactly. And, and I think that um, 
one thing that's great about the crier is people have a great loyalty to it. And I'm hoping that as um, I continue to report, I hope that the economy will continue to improve and advertising will improve. And, you know, that is, has everything to do with how many pages are in the paper. Yeah. So. How has it um, changed from the physical paper to, like, the digital version since you came back? You know. Is there much of a difference? Well, I mean, obviously, digital, you can put a lot more information in it. Um, change they did, it quickly. They did change the format. Yes, when I mess up, they can correct it really quickly. Yeah. Every once in a while, throw in a clunker. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that They did not say that. Um, so I, I do think that's nice. I, I do think that newspapers are a dying business, but Appen Media has found a way to um, kind of reinvent itself with special sections and things like that, keeping the circulation up and you know, hoping that that they can continue with the crier. Yeah. Well, there's a different, it's a whole different group of people that are reading the, the paper version. It was, it seems like a lot of people, when they saw that article, I heard from a lot of people that I wouldn't have ever heard from before. Mostly really? the older people and, you know, the people that actually read the physical paper. paper. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I'm old school like that. I like to turn the pages. Paper every morning? Uh, Your dad reads the, the Wall Street really. Journal every morning. Do you, do you have a news aggregator on your phone? Like the, the on the iPhone, it's like just called news, but mm-hmm. you know, it's got everything. Right? I do. And I read um, Skim and I read the Wall Street Journal and I read uh, New York Times online. But um, yeah, I haven't quite gotten my subscriptions all worked out. But there's okay. plenty of news. I'm thinking about doing that Apple News Plus where I just get like everything. Because I'm constantly going into articles. It's like, oh, no, you need that yeah. to be able to read it. And like, okay. It's a trap. Yeah, for six bucks a month, I think I could just do it. Get more information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but like you're saying, like newspapers are dying, but like information is not. I mean, like you know, There's more information than yeah, ever. Yeah, reading more than ever about things. Exactly, and I mean, what the crier does is offer that perspective that you're not going to see at the AJC or other newspapers. We try to put like a personal touch on it, you know, and 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 it's all about people. That's the thing about Dunwoody is. Dunwoody is about people, and so writing about people is is my niche. I love hearing a good story, um, a heartwarming story, a sad story, but all those things is because, you know, like I wrote a story about the, uh, Lauren Cessna, which is a woman in Redfield that has a very deadly form of cancer, and she needed a, a stem cell transplant. Well, they, um, a group came and made these signs for free, Dunwoody, Dunwoody Sign Company, I can't remember their name, uh, made 200 signs, and the day um, that they put them all out, her husband lured her out uh, saying, we're going to go get coffee. Every single person in the neighborhood was standing outside with the signs, cheering her on. And I mean, you just can't, you can't buy that kind of of just good feeling mm. for one single person who's just going through a battle. And um, she it's like the best thing that ever happened to her. Yeah. I mean, for a big city like we are, you know, right on the outskirts of a big city, I do feel like it's kind of a small town yeah. feel. Like with the, the fire at the um, Dunway Village the other day, those apartment complexes, or explosion, I guess, um, everybody pulled together real quick and... 
You yeah, raise like forty thousand dollars. Exactly. Like in these gift money. cards, I went over to uh, Malachi's storehouses, and cars were lined up, and everybody was just dropping stuff off. Yeah. It's just people. They do in Dunwoody, and that was the difference between Columbia. I remember. Um, well, in 2015, we were in a. Our house was in a flood. We lost everything. We lost the house, the cars, all the appliances. Everything on the first floor was gone. And um, a lot of times my neighbors would say, uh, let me know what, what I can do. Of course, that's just the worst thing you can possibly say because that means I have to invent something for you to do that's not too hard, it's not too easy. And so I used to make it into a joke that I needed $265,000 in a crock pot. <laughs> I never got a crock pot. I was like, at least somebody could give me a crock pot. But, but that was the phrase I always heard. And so when I um, moved to Dunwoody, it wasn't, nobody has ever said, let me know what I can do to help. They've just done it. So I got COVID over Christmas. Um, even though I was very careful. Uh, and um, people brought food and just dropped it off, flowers, a flask of fireball, very appreciated Aaron nice. Smith, <laughs> and um, just dropped things off, just didn't ask, they just did. And that's kind of the way I feel about Dunwoody. They, they're a, a lot of doers without ever thinking, oh, I might offend somebody or, you know, they're great about that. Where do you think you got the COVID from? You know, I don't know. I, I, I've been in a little bubble with four people, and um, I don't know because I had I, – maybe it's me. I had a little quiet four-person, including myself, dinner party. We all got COVID. Oh, <laughs> Were you so, sharing a bottle of fire roll? No, that? we weren't. <laughs> and these are people I had been around for – you know, ever since I moved back in August, that yeah. we've been we had been very careful. And we'll so, trust them again, right? No, it's great. Now <laughs> we can good. hang out together. Go to the movies. Go to Spring Cinema Tap House. Yes, go, yes, like, yeah. Yes. Get out there. I think it's, once I do get it, I'm going to have a hard time wearing a mask for the the next three months after that. I, it is. It's it's like I just dangle it, you know, because yeah. I'm like, well. I, I already had it, but... I want to get, like, a headband that, with, like, antibody written on mm-hmm, it or something like mm-hmm. that. I won. I won COVID. <laughs> yeah. How did, uh, how did the rest of the dinner party do with COVID? Everybody, Everybody pretty mild. Okay, yes. Good. So that was good. Um, I felt... I felt pretty, I felt guilty. So every time I call any of these friends, I'm like, I'm sorry you've got COVID. Yeah, sorry How it could have been me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you had to have known who it was, no? That person got it first, right? We all sort of got it at the same time. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I had like, um, well, I know this is not a COVID sign, but my ear was kind of itching. And I was like, what is going on? I have COVID. Well, I've, I've said that like a thousand times. And, you know, maybe my shirt was too tight or something. <laughs> but and then it kind of went into a sore throat. And um, then I, I just said, I'm just going to get tested. And I found out another friend had come down with the symptoms the day before. Two days after. So, I don't know. Did you all lose taste and smell? Yep. Nobody did? I'm good. No fever. No, it's just sort of like an annoying cold. Yeah. You hear a lot of that. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, people have had it really bad. Uh, and, And I feel very lucky that I got through it with this minimal 
kind of sore throat symptoms. They say the O blood types are not as susceptible to that. That is me. Yeah, there you go. Okay. That's a lot of us, though, also. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people with O might have died. I bet you're an O. I don't know. Mm. So what are some of the other big stories that you've uh, that you've had, your other favorite stories from Dunwoody? You know, I loved writing about um, the Austin principal who just retired after 27 years, and they did a little, in the driving rain, did a little reverse parade for her. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of cars came by to, you know, on the most rainy, disgusting day. And um, just, she, w- my daughter went to Austin. She um, had her as a principal, and just seeing that kind of stuff just heartwarming things like that i think the big stories um that have come is all the zoning that's going on in dunwoody and the implications that are going to come from trying to make dunwoody more walkable and relatable that is the one real problem is that dunwoody doesn't have a town center Mm -hmm. i don't know that they could have unless they just took everything something big down um I love writing about that third urgent care within a rock-throwing distance. That's the urgent care district. We went, we went from banks, the joke being banks and pizza, to now it's urgent care. Yeah, bank woody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said it was care woody, but I don't understand how you can really support three businesses like that, but maybe we'll be okay. There must be something this, to it. They wouldn't be there year. otherwise. Yeah, this 2021. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they'll do great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's been interesting. I think the council has, is an interesting uh, bunch of people to cover. I love the mayor. She's really done a great job, I think. Lynn's kind fantastic. of just being I feel like everywhere. She's a good figurehead. She's a, yeah. you know, like a matriarch almost. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. matriarch yeah. of our city. Our kids a queen. went to school. A queen. a queen. Oh, that's queen. kind of. She would that's like hate bossy. That. Yeah, she would like that. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's 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 just a really smart person, yeah. and I think Dunwoody's had a lot of smart mayors. Mm-hmm. Um, when I left, I think Ken was there, and then Denny, and uh, you know some of the council members are still there, and so they offer a lot of interesting um, perspectives. You know, just because they they know the history. I think John will be there for life, right? Well, the Charter Commission just limited that you can only well. We have to vote on it as a in a referendum. In the uh, well, first this House and Senate have to pass the changes, but they have said only three consecutive terms for um, council. Okay. I don't know if that'll go through, but it'll the clock will start ticking. So he still could be on there for another twelve years. Wait, did Georgia you know this? Have you heard about this? I don't know anything. Do you are you familiar with our publication? I don't read. <laughs> Wait, so the so the larger state has to vote on charter commission changes so okay. they made we a did recommendation. get into that a little we bit. we did yeah they can affect our small town government that's here? what well that's what max lehman is talking about oh I, didn't, I don't think i put that together wow so the charter commission got together and made several recommendations and one of that's one of them and uh also that's probably a good recommendation but john hennigan is kind of irreplaceable i feel like the man's like a machine. Yeah, I mean, he's... And who else is there? I guess Pam's been on it for a while. Mm-hmm. And, Brad yeah, Teicher. everybody else is kind of new. Jim's been on it Brad for has been a couple, yeah. Is he going into his third if he wins, if he goes again? I think, I think so, I think that's right? right, yeah. The other thing is that they um, voted for um, council members to be 
uh, elected by a plurality rather than a majority. Yeah. So that's going to be nice um, because sometimes you have three people running. You get down to two. The guy who got the or woman who got the most votes in the first one loses the second one. Mm. So instead of having these costly runoffs, they're going to start doing that. But not for the mayor. The mayor still has to win by a majority. Yeah. So interesting. We'll see if it goes through. But we'll vote on it at that the end. That was another podcast we had. Yeah. You don't remember that? <laughs> I guess you have to be really memorable like to be remembered. Maybe you can bring more memorable guests to us. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I would or maybe love I can that. start reading your articles and just take some of those. And that would be nice. You can give me a phone number. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can be your supplier yes. for sure. Yes. Um, the that's more news, need. the better. We yeah. we spoke to Gail Westcott. That's Hayward Westcott's mother, and she Ooh, was that a, would be a great story. She was a reporter for Life Magazine. Um, oh, really? She yeah, and, and she's getting up there in age. But I mean, like, so when the Beatles came to town, uh, every Beatle was assigned one reporter, and she she got in the car with Ringo, um, who remembered her many years later. But I mean, like, she was she was flying around uh, for with the Kennedys for the Kennedy campaign. I mean, like, it's just. I mean, treasure trove of... Yeah, she has so many stories. It's almost like Forrest Gump. Like, she just happened to be at all of these, like, huge things. Um, so, yeah, if you ever want... And she's... Listen to the podcast, right and then yeah, you, know, you can go deeper with her. Uh, okay, even deeper than the podcast. Yeah, okay. if that's possible. Yeah, if yeah, we talked to her yeah for you guys are thorough. Well, it was tough because there were so many stories that we, we started, like, just tapping on a few of them, and then we went... We kind of went deeper into the Beatles one, because that interests both of us. Mm-hmm. Right. It well, cool, that's though. fascinating. Yeah. I mean, Ringo's or her shoe fell off when they were getting into the limo and there was just a mob of people. It was the first time right when they arrived. And um, so she was always the reporter. They always remembered her because she was the reporter that lost her shoe. And, and, and Ringo went out to go get the shoe. And Ringo, yeah. yeah. It wasn't her that went out of the car. He was like, oh, I'll go get it. Yeah. And then the last they person all yeah. went, that should get out of the car. And then when Hayward was born, they all sent her a letter, I mean, a, you know, congratulations that all of them signed. And so Hayward has this. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I know. See, everybody has a story in there somewhere. Yeah. That's the thing about um, just trying to find what makes somebody excited and tick and love um, the community or love what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all have that in us. It's just a matter of getting that those stories out. And I would love anybody who listens to this podcast to bring me your story idea. How do they reach you? Well, uh, grab a crier, right? Yeah, well, I can, I'm not allowed to have a crier address because I'm just a freelancer. So oh. if they send it to K H A K I C O, Kakiko at gmail.com, which is what my godsons call me, Kaki. So um, K H A K I C O at gmail.com. Love all, any and all story ideas. Is that common to just have freelance art, uh, writers? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way of the future now because... Is it all freelance writers at the Crier? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Patrick Fox is the editor. He's the managing editor. So he has a stable of writers that might write for Forsyth or Milton or Alpharetta. I'm, I'm just right for Dunwoody. I don't know. Maybe he wants to keep me contained. Yeah. But... Um, so that's kind of my beat. So, so as a freelance writer, you could actually go to another 
Yeah, so I like still a reporter and just say, "Hey, here's our article." Mm, not the reporter. Because no, they're not we the have best a, of friends. The two the, of them. Yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> we still. It's funny how community newspapers still have rivalries. Yeah. Like the AJC will probably see the crier as a source rather than a um, competitor. Um, but back in the day, I used to work for a newspaper in Nashville where we uh, we were just dead competitors we were the afternoon paper they were the morning paper we shared a bathroom and you were told by no means do you ever go in the bathroom and talk about anything that has to do with the newspaper or you will be fired really yeah and we shared everything they even see us as a competitor it's 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 odd like when i reached out to hans but he was on the show did you ever listen to that one no yeah he's listening to his podcast um but you know he it was just a weird, he was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll come on the show. And I've asked John, He, uh, John Rush is the name from the reporter, and mm-hmm. he never did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hans had, you know, podcasts at that he was creating. That's true. And so, yeah, he had actually talked to us about working with him at one point. Well, you know, the news business has changed so much, and you don't get a newspaper on your front door um, anymore. You get your news from so many different sources like we were talking about. Apple News or MSN or you know it comes in your mailbox every day and the thing is is you know we've got to all contribute to the news. I'm not saying I'm gonna go be best friends with somebody from the reporter but um, you know there's a different angle to do on lots of stories. I'm gonna write one about uh, just what's going on at the Dunwoody Nature Center and how they've gotten through COVID and how successful has that been and what are the projects that are going on. I mean, I wrote a a long series of articles when I was working for my newspaper in Columbia, South Carolina, about how, like, together but alone. How do you reach out and be part of the community without endangering yourself? And um, it it was kind of fun. I ran out of ideas. But <laughs> the net tightened. But it was just interesting to see that people were innovative and creative. And I think we're doing that a lot in, in Dunwoody, like the picnic table project and these outdoor bubbles that we can have restaurant uh, dining in, things like that. So I love hearing about that kind of creativity that's going to let us still have community but yet not get COVID, although I'm not really an example on how not to do that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I, I like that the mayor sees those creative ideas and tries to run with those and, you know, with the picnic table stuff like she headed that up but kind of left other people to deal with it and Mm -hmm. it worked out really well there was a grant program too that uh the city gave money to ls tech as an example to uh, it was like matching funds to improve their outside space yeah Yeah. is that what it was yeah to match whatever you spent on your outdoor dining yes exactly now um those bubbles i've heard though the problem is with these outdoor bubbles that they're letting giving people grants for is you have to like clean them and it takes like 30 minutes to thoroughly clean them so it's the table turnover is not yeah paying off which is kind of weird and i ate in one in um chattanooga and it was kind of weird i felt like i was getting covid yeah, yeah. <laughs> trapped in there with you yes yeah. plus it was really hot i think it's kind of an instagram world that's the only reason you're there probably <laughs> just take a it. picture for yeah. the gram was, yeah. yeah please and then get us outside yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well good well thanks for coming on the show yeah. i appreciate this it this was fun yeah. yeah anything else on there you want to talk about just want to tell everybody let's just keep staying safe 
Except for me, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll hear from you again soon. So. Oh, absolutely. And um, thanks for thanks for um, reaching out. I love being on here, and I I love you guys. I love your your website is really cool. Yeah. And I think that's just fun. another way of reaching out uh, through Dunwoody and just connecting everybody. Yeah. So keep it up. And I mean, we use reporter and crier articles all the time. Like that's, oh, oh, I'll cut that. Or just okay. do the crier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just do the crier. Better. <laughs> so, all right, well, thanks, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you.